Hello and welcome to the Marysville Church of Christ podcast. This is Heritage. My name is Bishop, and I'll be your host. We're going to fast forward a couple of hundred years from where we last left off, and we'll return next week. But today I want us to find ourselves in the story of a young hero that very little people remember or know, but a young hero who shaped our heritage and helped weave the fabric of our future. This young hero, a 12-year-old girl, outside in a small city in Egypt. This 12-year-old girl, her name was Mary. She was a beautiful young lady, very intelligent, very cunning. But she had a problem. She found herself in one of the worst environments a girl her age could, in an era in which women were devalued, not cared for, and children were viewed as nothing more than the property of the parent. She found herself in an abusive home. We don't know to the degree of the abuse. However, many people believe that it was sexual trauma that she experienced at a young age. This young lady was broken at the core. She was completely shattered. Her world had changed, and she needed to leave. But she didn't know where to go. I mean, where could a 12-year-old girl go? She seemed hopeless. Her situation, completely futile. But, but she knew of one place she could. The shining city, Alexandria. If there was ever a place that she could go and make a new life for herself, it was there. A place she could go and bury her past, her trauma, her hurt, and her pain. It was there. Along the way, she found herself at the brink of death multiple times on her journey. It was a long journey and without any money, without any parents, without any support. It was a miracle she got there at all. But roughly in 366, she entered the gates, completely starving, nearly passing out of thirst. She made it to Alexandria. This was a place that many people went in hopes of a better life. It's busy streets, it's bustling business, it's commerce with people all over the world. It was, such, it was such a place of hope for so many, like Mary. But for Mary, it quickly lost its shine. A place she thought she could go for a new life. She disappeared into the crowds, became just another beggar. Without any trade skills, without an education, no one would hire her. I mean, what would they use her for? And so she disappeared into the masses of people who were forgotten. Finally, when she was about 14 years old, she decided that she was going to take matters into her own hands and chose a profession, uh, chose a profession to help her survive. The profession she chose was sex working, selling herself in order to live. For 17 years, she did this, to live. But even this lifestyle wasn't enough to support her. She was still on the brink of starvation so many times, nearly dying dozens of times, having to supplement her income with spinning flax and begging on the streets. She did whatever it could to survive. All the while, her old scars still hurt. Her past, always outside of her heart's door. 
She lived a life of misery. She would later recount this time in her life, referring to it as hell on earth. That's what she had around her. One day she heard on the underground that there was going to be a group of very rich merchants making a trip to Jerusalem for a Christian pilgrimage. Now, she was loosely aware of the faith of Christianity, but she had no interest in it. I mean, why would she care for any god? Because any god who left her in this environment was unworthy of being loved and trusted. She decided, in fact, that she had an opportunity for a new life and a new place. And so she met up with these Christians who were who were undergoing the pilgrimage and went with them. And along the way, she worked to try to seduce them in order that they could pay her for her services. And they did. She was able to finance a trip to Jerusalem, making a pretty penny along the way. And when she got to Jerusalem, she realized something, that these Christians, maybe they were good targets, people that she could work <clears throat> to sell her services to. Because it worked with these merchants, it may work with them. So during a very important feast day in the early church, she found herself walking into the church, hoping to seduce some new people. But as she walked into the door, something stopped her from entering into the church. She defined it as the Holy Spirit, barring her entrance. We don't know what it was, but she sat there outside the church for hours, looking up at the cross over the door. And something just caught her. It just caught her attention. She sat there for a while. And then she saw something different. A small painting of Mary holding the baby Jesus. And in that moment, she broke. The pain of her past, what she had had to do to survive, her agony and her guilt, came pouring out. She fell on the ground there in front of the church, in front of the painting of Mary, where she saw the beauty and the love on the mother of Jesus' face holding this beautiful child. And in that moment, everything came flooding out. She prayed to a God she didn't know. She didn't even know how to pray. She just began to list her sins, her fears, her guilt, and her shame. And in that moment, she experienced euphoria as this nameless face immersed her in love and grace. Sitting there, her tears of sorrow turned to tears of joy as she realized that she was forgiven and cared for. Mary, this moment would change her forever. Mary of Egypt would go on to enter into the church to worship for days in a row, taking communion, eventually being baptized, and then going off into the wilderness on her own pilgrimage. She became an aesthetic wandering the wilderness in prayer, making up for lost time with her Savior that she learned to love so much. The Savior who was strong enough to overcome her self-doubt, her guilt, her shame, overcome her sins, overcome her trauma, and overcome everything, and replace it all with grace and love. Years she spent alone, 47 years she spent alone, wandering, studying, praying, until eventually she decided that her story, the story of grace and love that Jesus showed her was too important to hide. And though it would be embarrassing to reveal her past, 
she realized that God could use it for great things. And so as she was heading back to life in cities, she passed a priest named Zosimus. Zosimus was on his own pilgrimage. And after they got to talking for a while, Zosimus asked about Mary's life, and Mary told him every single detail, which he wrote down in detail. The story of how she had experienced so much pain and then made decisions in her life that left her feeling empty, only to be filled, forgiven, and cared for by Jesus. Zosimus would go on in telling the story all throughout the Middle, of, Middle East and Asia Minor until her name became very famous. As their time together in the wilderness stopped, she charged him to come back to this exact same spot a year later so they could commune together again. So a year went by, and Zosimus went to the spot where the Mary, the person who changed his life, the story that was so profound was going to be there waiting. And she was, laying there dead, with a gospel clutched in her arms. And there he laid her to rest, in the wilderness, with the words of the Savior that had saved her. This story of forgiveness, of overcoming so much trauma, of changing one's life in the image of Jesus, and being completely and utterly saved by a Savior, so beautiful to care for even a forgotten-about woman in a world that didn't care. This is the story of Mary of Egypt, an inspirational tale of forgiveness and of triumph in Jesus. We live today in the shadow of this great woman and so many others. She, well, she's a part of our heritage.